0: We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube, you eat like the tube, you raise your children like the tube, you even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off! Right in the middle of a sentence I'm speaking to you now! Turn them off!
1: folks time now for the general knowledge podcast season three episode 16 for this one uh, we'll delve into the reason for this episode in just a moment but of course my brethren, the boys are with me for this one we've got a deep dive to go down for this particular episode it's not going to be bouncing all over the place we're going to get right to the crux of a particular subject uh, of course i've got ethan nash from tot news with us ethan has a gun man
2: yeah good mate good um looking forward to this episode um a lot definitely up my alley always trying to explore the depths of really what makes up topics and what makes up everything that we know in the world, so looking forward to this one
1: mate mm yeah, and it's a very uh like I said earlier, it's a very deep dive and I can't wait to get into mm-hmm. it myself as well. Yeah, because we've kind of been alluding to it in uh, previous episodes that we've done on the show. So, And even, of course, your own work you've been doing over at TOTT News and your own member content and uh, member podcasts. You've really sort of been getting into these particular topics. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've been really enjoying that too, actually, man. Uh, it's awesome to to listen to those shows and to to get amongst all that sort of information you've been putting out, man. I've really been loving it. So I urge everyone to get over to TOTTnews.com, um, throw him a couple of bucks and become a member and um, yeah, get a hold of that good content. It's it's awesome stuff, folks. Yeah, um, thanks, brother. No rose, man. Andy's also waiting in the wings, man. Andy, how you going, man? Thanks for joining us, Asabi. Good, brother. I've got my, got my snorkel and my goggles on already, my flippers and everything. <laughs> We're going deep in the ocean. Is that how deep we're going in this one? (laughs) I just felt like
3: it sounded. It felt like we're going to go deep into the ocean. Oh, I was
1: actually more thinking. I suppose we'll go there anyway. We'll go there. I was thinking more deep dive in the rabbit hole, but I suppose it's not really a rabbit hole. This one, you're probably more along the right lines with uh, just a real deep dive in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah, cool. Well, folks. For everyone who's listening out there, we hope you have been enjoying, of course, the show. We're halfway or well over halfway in season three now. We've really been getting, uh, kind of trying to break down all of these topics and the things we've been going through uh, currently, such as, of course, the whole um, mind virus, that is the whole corona pandemic or scandemic, if you want to call it that. We've, of course, broken that down many times on the show, uh, torn it to shreds, and we've, of course established our own belief of what we think is really happening. And we, of course, uh, have come up with the conclusion that this whole scamdemic thing is a giant hoax. We don't believe it. We don't... Uh, even the boys, I'm sure you're on the same wavelength as me, where... Uh, yep, exactly. Um, but even... Even if you want to even go even a little bit further, things such as viruses themselves, like I'm now of the, uh, of the, the, the opinion, I'll say, or should I say the belief that these things... Don't exist, and that is because I've had my mind changed on this particular topic through new information coming through, and uh, you know, doing a bit of research on that as well, um, and learning about how that whole narrative was really constructed to to sell products, to sell a product that um, and, a, and a concept and an idea. You know, we were bamboozled back in the day, and it's just taken hold over us. Uh, so when you really kind of break that down, you you mm-hmm. tend to want to change your belief on that too. So. Um that, that's and what I'm referring to there folks is of course the whole germ theory versus terrain theory kind of thing. So um, Yep, that's one of the things I've changed my mind in the past. Um, of course, you know, people have listened to our other shows I've done on like the Moon Landing, uh, our bonus content shows where we've gone into that, things like the Titanic Conspiracy. You know, when you take on board a bunch of new information with, with certain events and narratives, uh, you're able to then shift that that belief system into another way of thinking. And the only I think the only reason why we do that is because we've kind of trained ourselves, gentlemen, we've, we've prepared our minds for new information, we're, we're always open to new information. uh, Because we are, we of course, have the preconceived notion that not everything is what we've been told. It's not the way it seems the world is different. And it's definitely not the way it's portrayed to us in things like TV and movies and the media and news and all this sort of stuff. But it's hard for other people to do that. People do find it difficult to alter their belief systems. And that's what we're going to dive into in this particular episode today. So this this one, folks, General Knowledge Podcast, Season 3, Episode 16, we're going to be discussing the psychology of belief, um, what it really means, what is belief. We're going to get into such concepts such as what drives us to believe in certain things such as pandemics and moon landings. Even worshiping particular deities, you know, if people believe in God and stuff, why do they do that? That sort of thing. Um, talking about hope and the emotions that are tied to belief systems. Why we do that. Um, even when uh, we're given particular evidence that's contrary to what we currently believe, why do people then not seem to want to change their mind? There's reasons for all this, and we're going to try and we're going to try and break all this down for folks. Um, And it it will hopefully arm you in order to then deal with those particular people in your lives that really hold true to particular belief systems and why that is and maybe how we can then, I guess, learn to or get them to learn to change them or to open up to them. Um, And Andy's going to, of course, a little bit later in the episode, uh, talk us through a bit of some of these, uh, I guess, a technique in order to do that as well. Uh, so, gentlemen, uh, yeah. Uh, if you're if you're ready to rock and rumble, um, again, like I mentioned earlier, feel free to interject at any time, put in your thoughts. Uh, I've just got a few things written down, which I'm going to read out for the listeners as well. These are some things I've just prepared today, and then we'll discuss them and we'll go through them uh, as we get along. But first and foremost, what beautiful. I've, yeah, awesome. Thanks. Uh, what what I've got first and foremost, guys, is I've got here the very first thing: what is belief? What it, what is it to believe? So I've got here. Belief, in its simplest term, is conviction in decision-making. Decisions can be made in many ways. A guess, randomly by a coin flip, scissors, paper, rock, or through forethought, by examining possible outcomes like a chess move. We make a choice based on a possible outcome. It, of course, gets a lot deeper than that, but basically... After we've made our choice, we lock our brain into the desired outcome. We believe it. Now, I'll, I'll just cross over to you first of all, Ethan. I've really gone, tried to go in its very simplest term of what I could really think of what it means to believe something or to, in a sense, I guess, make a choice, you know, uh, and have a have a conviction in a particular decision that you've made. That's that's what I've got. What belief to me has—that's has, what I've broken it down to. Of course, it's a lot more convoluted and complex than that. But and its simplest form, that's what. Would you would you intend to agree with that, or have I maybe missed the mark on that? No, I think that that strikes. You
2: know, obviously, you mentioned it's a very complex topic, and there's different kinds of belief. Um, but I, I definitely
1: think, in its
2: its most simplest forms, that that definitely sums it up. Mm, just
1: you know, uh, conviction. In decision making, so you know you you make a decision with with absolute conviction, and that then becomes a belief. You know, like for example, uh, a lot of people, for whatever reason, might go and buy a lotto ticket and and believe that they they are going to win. You know, like um, it doesn't make sense that they're going to win. <laughs> the, the chances of winning are infinitesimal, of course. So if you actually take on and look into it a bit more, but some people will will in their minds they have a conviction and they believe that they're going to win doesn't mean they're going to of course if they somehow do they, they will probably chalk that up to well it's because I believed I was going to win you know so I just I, that's what I tended to break it down to um, Andy do, do you see what I'm getting at there um, have I made it too simple or would you agree that you know conviction in decision-making and its base level is what what belief is yeah Um, Yeah,
3: look, I'm just writing some notes on as we go. So Mm -hmm. like, I, you know, like, I think like belief becomes part of the ego, right? Which is like everyone's biggest problem, uh, especially in, in a modern world. So your ego owns that belief, and then it becomes a thing in your mind. Does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, like it becomes like uh, well, I guess that it's a conviction, and would it be maybe it becomes a part of you, like in a sense, like it's you're... almost like
3: it's almost like if you if you bought a new car, that becomes like the thing that the thing that you start to believe in, it becomes like an asset in your mind, and you'll protect it. Mm, definitely. You know, and that's and that's part of like, you know, I don't like to use the word illness, but lack of a better word. Like, that's the kind of like the thing that, that, that because it becomes, uh, like an asset, it becomes a thing that you now own, right? It's your, that's, let's just say, like, like Catholicism or something like that, mm-hmm. or, or the you know the vaccine theory or something you know, along those lines. You own it. You've invested a lot of time into it, and now your mind owns it. It's a thing. It's like an asset in your head. It's like something that you've bought, and it's there, and you now own it. And it's and your you, your ego is protecting it. It's wrapped it up and it's packaged it up in your mind and it's like, this is mine, this is my thing. Now I'm going to protect it like it's a shiny new car sitting out on my driveway and, and God help anyone who runs along and scratches it.
0: Mm.
1: So you, you become possessive in a sense. You, like you Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, You, you, yeah. you feel like you yeah, now possess, becomes, you possess something new. Yeah. And you don't want to let go of people. People really don't want to let go of their possessions, do they, Andy? Like once they have a possession, it's like the you know people tend to want to hoard possessions. You know people find it very difficult to let go of of things, of stuff. And and that's a material in a material sense, but in in a in a non-material sense, like you said, these belief systems. Someone believes, you know, like I said, for example, in you know that we went to the moon. You know they they just they just believe it, and that becomes a part of them. That becomes part of their psyche, and they don't want to let go of that because they own that Correct. thought. They own that, and they and they yeah okay. I see what you're saying. That's good. All right,
3: it's mine, and I think it's it's, it's my thing. It's my thing in there, and no one's going to rip it away from me. That's 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 what I'm trying to get at. So it's like it becomes like rather than a like a mental thing, it becomes like a almost like a physical thing in their mind.
1: Mm. Uh, Ethan, you were going to interject then? In? Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, Yeah, yeah no, so, yeah, no, I
2: was just going to say, I think um, one of the underlying things that does tie everything together is, yes, it is conviction and decision-making, but a lot of things that tie belief together and we can talk about rational belief and irrational belief as we go on. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that ties it together is the assumption that the person is correct is right. That's what really glues everything together when it comes to belief is that once you make that decision to believe something, you are under the key assumption that that is correct. And that is what is enhancing a lot of belief in things. Now, if that information is there or not that's a different story but people also believe that that's there it's it's just this whole myth mythological you know just layered concept that we'll get into but i think that that's really an important thing you know you've got conviction in your decision making to you know to do this or to own this or to um, subscribe to this pattern of, of thinking but under, under underneath it there is a key assumption that you are correct about that or that the people that believe this are correct and this is a correct assumption.
1: Yeah. So it would it then um could we then get into perhaps like you know, it then becomes a relationship thing. So if if some stranger you don't know came up and gave you a piece of information, like said, uh you know, me trying to think of an example here, like uh uh i i they may, a stranger walks up in the street and says, I just witnessed a robbery and then they just leave, they walk away well, well what why why should you believe them? you know what I mean like they've given you information you then do you take it on face value and go, okay well oh uh oh, do I believe that or not? I didn't see it for myself' you know but you've got you've been given this new information but there's a reason why you're perhaps skeptical about that information you don't have a relationship with that person but if someone you knew walked up to you and said oh i just witnessed a robbery whether they were lying or not doesn't matter that's irrelevant but there's a reason why you would believe someone you know based on someone you don't know so i do think that yeah. relationships and you know there's a it's the the, the portal the, the avenue of of that information coming to you and the reason why you then believe it uh, also comes down to the fact um, of the the source of the information you know, absolutely what, mate what why should you know why should people take my word for it when I'm telling them these things in these podcasts well that's why I put things in the show notes and, and you know Um, sources and stuff because we want people to go and check it for themselves you know we want people to look up what we're talking about you don't have to just believe me because i'm telling you i could be lying everything i say in this show could be just all lies but there's a reason why people i guess maybe they don't click on the links in the show notes but they know they're there you know what i mean like so they they don't they consider the fact that oh yeah he's probably not lying he's provided evidence for it. i don't have to check that evidence so i'll take his word for it you know, so they then be- develop a belief system based on a the relationship they have perhaps with me. Uh, you know, what I mean, so breaking it down to that stranger walking up to you in the street again. You know, like it was just a weirdo, someone you didn't know who said, oh, I just witnessed a sort of bank robbery. You'd be like, oh, maybe he's lying. Maybe he's not. I have no reason to believe him. But I also have no reason to distrust him either. Unless I go exactly. and investigate further and ask follow up questions and stuff. But um, yeah, so I do think relationships with um, the source of information can... Also have a uh, a big influence on our belief systems as well, uh, mm-hmm. and that's
2: I... where the that's where the distinction as well between um, knowing and beliefs come into play, because it's one thing to believe, but there. Carl Jung, for example, he always talked about the difference between belief and knowing, where and it goes back to this similar concept that we're talking about is you know a belief once you have a rational belief, it almost in a sense when you really understand it it goes beyond logic it actually is like a more powerful source than logic and i'll get into that in a sec but like the whole essence of it is that it's just a powerful thing and a lot of people don't understand that you know there's a lot of power in it you talk about that example mate of someone coming up to you in the street this is that example of separation of knowing a lot of people will use that type of logic in everyday circumstances in their lives oh well i won't trust that person why should i believe him versus a friend that i should believe that person and unfortunately when it comes to some of the bigger topics mate the knowing part is disconnected from the almost the 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 connection of of knowledge there most people just believe without the knowing behind it they don't look at the evidence they don't have the sources for it they don't have the Um, Under underlying assumptions or evidence to support that and I think that that's important to note as well That knowing is a very big part of the belief system If you don't have knowing Beliefs can be a very dangerous thing and can get out of control But if you do have knowing for example, like that's why When people say talk about um, Belief in god, for example, and we can get into that, Mm. you know a bit deeper in a sec But it's like on the basic premise. It's like well, do you believe in god? And I remember, who was it? Jordan Peterson says, well, it depends on what your definition of belief is and what your definition of God is. We might not be thinking the same thing, mm. Mm. you know, it, and and, the, and and it comes down to see your friend in the street. This is where it comes down to belief. You, say you have a, a close personal friend. You've got to know them over let's say five, 10 years and you've built a great relationship with them one night, they might open up to you general and tell you something very deep and intimate, intimate about their life that they haven't told anyone. Now, do you have any way to ever prove that that actually happened? No, you actually have to have a, have a leap of belief. You have to have a, a leap of faith and take into account their character, your relationship that you were just mentioning all of the evidence about what their life is and then you have to make that decision. But at the end, you still have to go off that cliff to a system of belief and that's where the the central power comes from. But if you don't have the knowing attached to it, if you don't have that perspective, to your point, Mm. everything just becomes mythology, mate. Yeah, so
1: then it really then breaks it down to then, well, how, you know, do you then, are you making a choice then to believe that person or do do you look at it differently and say, oh, I understand what you've now told me. I have no way of confirming or knowing if that's true or not, but I'll take your word for it for now. You know what I mean? And, I'll, you know, like you can, you can guess have a, make your mind aware of the fact that you're going to make a temporary belief in that particular, you know, outcome for a sense. So yeah. if, if I guess if you have a conscious effort to then say to yourself, you're like, oh, wow, like this is, you know, you're saying to your, own, your interior monologue, this is amazing stuff. This is fascinating. I can't believe you know this. This person, you know, was married to someone else and had a child. You know, like I don't, I don't know if yeah. any of that's true. Um, I have no way of knowing. But for now, I'll, I'll take their word for it, and I'll, I'll, I'll be, I guess, retain a, a smidgen of skepticism in the back of my mind. You know, because I have no yeah. way of verifying that. Um,
2: yeah, I see what and- you're saying. <laughs> And this is where the scientific religion has come in and they try to sort of overlay their jargon over the top of, you know, things that have already been explored for however many years beforehand. So we talk about that, you know, that then becomes the scientific approach. And that's the other sort of argument to the, you know, that segment of belief. It's, well well, no, I'm not believing you. I'm just building a whole bunch of case studies of evidence, which then leads to a hypothesis, which I can't confirm, but it's the likely conclusion and all this type of stuff. And you see, it sort of dehumanizes from the real essence of, are you believing this person in a sense, you know? And I think that that's a good example how we've seen the scientific understanding of the world versus the naturalist understanding of the world, your perceptions, what you see and believe, coming into into wine just through common examples like that so it's a fascinating topic
1: Mm. well the next next thing i wanted to bring up which we kind of covered a little bit but i've written down here so it says what what drives us to believe in certain concepts our brains take facts and fit them to reinforce our belief our beliefs unfortunately those beliefs don't need to make sense to be deeply held it's a relationship that has both benefits and drawbacks but knowing when it's helping and when it's doing us a disservice requires an understanding of how we form emotional attachments to those beliefs. So, there's a there's a so what we're saying basically is that we have, you know, we obviously we are humans are emotional beings. We always go through go through a range of emotions every day of our lives, and we use some of these emotions uh, as a form of. I guess uh, you know it, it can either help us believe something, or it can, you know, it can have a positive outcome, or it can have a, a negative outcome, depending on, I guess, the emotion that's that's tied to it. Um, at the same time, you know, because like hope, for example, and that was one thing I wanted to bring up just before. I said, hope, um, hope is technically an emotion. You know, we we have a we hope we're going to win the lottery. You know what I mean? Like, I hope I win. You know, like you. You want it, you, you, you don't really necessarily believe it, but you hope you win, you have this hope. We have a, an emotional attachment to a belief. Um, so I've got here, is hope tied to belief? And are we all susceptible to irrational convictions? Um, hope, I would say, is an emotion. It appears to exist to counter negative emotions like fear. Because as we know, boys, fear is of course a very powerful uh, emotion. That is always used against us uh, as a control method. Of course, uh, just look at what's going on now. You know they're using using the fear of death over catching a, a non-existent fucking virus um, as a control mechanism in, to implement and do whatever they want as part of the uh, their social agenda. Um, so we hope that we don't catch uh, a virus. You know, so we attach this this positive emotion to counteract the negative emotion of fear um and that's something that we intrinsically do as human beings you know what i mean that's just part of i guess an inbuilt defense mechanism so we use one emotion to try and counteract another emotion um and these of course then tie into our belief systems like why did why did we believe we might die in the into you know to begin with it's irrational to think that we might catch a virus and die you know th- that is actually quite an irrational fear um so a lot of people you know, when they if they currently believe this this pandemic pand- scamdemic we're in now, you know they're probably out there hoping that they don't catch it. You know they're using this hope as an emotion to counteract the fear that they're probably feeling, thinking that they might die because of this scamdemic, this made up fucking virus that's uh, they think is out there to get them. Um, so it's it's a very powerful tool that you know they and they they use our hopes and our wishes and our dreams and our desires against us. Uh, all the time, the uh, the social engineers and the people kind of running the show, they they use them as a weapon against us uh, all the time. Um, So yeah, uh, fear is used to help balance us out. Uh, In essence, it exists within our psyche to protect us. However, it can be exploited and used as a control mechanism against populations. Hope is indeed tied to belief. Humans are emotional beings, so you could say that having hope in a belief is part of what makes us intrinsically human. Our imperfection is a part of humanity. So what I'm trying to say there, lads, is that not only is it necessarily... It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing. It's just a thing. We, it, it exists within us to, to want the best, to hope for something better for our lives and stuff. And, you know, it, it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. Andy, does that sort of... Uh, does that make sense, what I'm saying there? So I'm kind of just going... Just driving the, the point home now. So, what drives us to believe in certain concepts? For example, things like you know, a god worshipping a god, or believing in the current pandemic, or believing that you know, man went to the moon. These sort of things. We're just drawing on those sort of big examples there. You know, like what what drives, what makes us believe in these particular concepts? And I was, again, just to reiterate, we our brains take what we perceive as facts and fit them in to reinforce our beliefs unfortunately, those beliefs don't actually need to make sense to be deeply held. It's a relationship that has both benefits and, and drawbacks. Uh, but knowing when it's helping and when it's doing us a disservice uh, requires an understanding of how we form emotional attachments to those beliefs. You know, so say, for example, you know, and this happens all the time, that you're, you have a loved one that, that, that dies, that, that passes away. A lot of people will... Have a belief system that they're going to go to heaven you know what i mean like that's part of a a belief system um you know what is that based on for example they they, they hope they're of course not gonna they've lived a good life and then they won't be going to going to hell you know like these are again uh, other belief systems and um i just don't know what you know what what breaks that down what how is that rational how is it irrational do you know andy do you want to just chime in there you're on mute too, brother. Yeah, chimed, chimed in. Chimed in.
3: Um, yeah, mate. Um, yeah, look. Uh, you touched on fear, of course. You know, fear is one of, is probably oh, so one beautiful. of the two most powerful emotions. You know, um, um, but like I, uh, yeah, I just I'm just writing some notes as you're talking, and um, like and the. And we'll get. I'll just get back onto the ego thing because I just think it's really, really important because it's just such a like a a base thing with humans, you know. Um, And the ego wants to be associated with itself within the safe and mainstream agenda. Like the ego wants to be popular and loved, so the ego will associate safety with mainstream beliefs, and and uh, it ties in with your talk about fear as well.
1: Um, so, would you say you're saying that uh, ego is maybe a, a, a self-preservation technique that we have somehow developed within ourselves? It's well. definitely, definitely within all of our personalities,
3: and you know, like the ego can be, you know, like people's downfall most, mostly, and people just need to get control of the ego because, like, it's the thing that often, like, takes, you know, like, starts ruling. Ruling the roost, if you like, for, you know, like rule, rules, are, rules of are person's emotions. Um, and, you know, like, and, and often the things that are driving your ego aren't, aren't really logical. It isn't really like, it's not right. Um, but, uh, and it is, and it is based mostly on, on fear based, like, you know, irrational type like beliefs that drive it but like i was saying before you know like it's it's these it's these attachments to things that that are in your head
1: you yeah know? i and guess like course... things like i guess uh you yeah, our environment like our environment in terms of our upbringing yeah you, you would you also develop prejudices within yourself as well so um you know like say for example and it you defines know, you yeah well yeah. say for example you, you grew up yeah, and I don't mean to, I'm not trying to sound racist or anything, but say you were you you grew up in a family that didn't like things like Asian people, or you know they always always picking on Asians and stuff, and then you know say for example, hypothetically speaking, you you see on the news one morning, oh you know China uh, has invaded New Zealand, you know for example, just just throwing a hypothetical out there, you you would immediately, yeah. even though you don't know anything about the situation, you other than what you've just been told on the news, you know nothing else about it because of those preconceived notions and those preconceived prejudices that you may have grown up with uh, amongst you as part of your psyche, you will believe that inf- you will believe, wow, China has invaded. I f- you know, I, I hate those Asians, I hate those Chinese, I believe that, you know what I mean? Like, that. that's another thing because it's part of you, I guess, in a sense, you're, you're I don't know if that's ego or not, but, but preconceived notions and, and preconceived prejudices that we may have also help shape beliefs as well i would say yeah well it is is
3: definitely ego because it pumps you up i'm better than okay yeah i see what you're saying yeah agreed a a third of the planets like race of people like you know i'm better than that you know i'm i'm someone you know more important I'm, i'm i'm not someone who would invade another country i'm you know I'm and it's about I'm and it's about me and it's about about self preservation and just constantly pumping that ego and I own that, you know? Mm. Um I just I just think the concept's really important.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I guess so and what if hypothetically the the reason that China was invading New Zealand was to liberate them from their socialist style government that's been taking over and they want to free the people of New Zealand, you know, like, <laughs> what if, hypothetically, that was their actual goal, you know what I mean? Like, and the preconceived notions you might have uh, are going to perhaps try and prevent that from happening, you know, <laughs> so it could be could be uh, egotistically yeah. towards your downfall. Not that that's, you know, of course, these are just hypotheticals.
3: Would, the, but... the, the ego won't let that go, you see. That's right, because, yeah. Because, like, that'll be, that'll be a huge asset for you to get rid of. You know, like you'd be stripping away, like you know, part of that ego that that is really, really important to you, and it becomes it becomes a big thing in someone's head.
1: You know. Yeah, do. Yeah, um, right, I'll just make it I mean, too. there's yeah. mill-
3: millions of different things, probably, you know, like that we could get into that that, that that the ego will hang on to that really defines it, and puts you in that group with the same the same people as well. You know, you're not going to let go of all of that. Quite easily.
1: Mm. Well, let's let's use the current pandemic again as a scam pandemic, I should say, uh, as a as a good example of of uh, of a belief system. And you know, when that very first started happening, and we started to see, yeah, we seeing images and videos and things coming out of China of you know trucks going through, you know, spraying the cities. We had watching people, you know, in full suits of um not hazmat suits but i guess you call them hazmat suits for lack of a better term you know boarding up people's homes preventing them from leaving you know taking people from their homes watching people drop dead in the street you know we've used that many times but you know and, and, and they push that on the on the population so let's it's i can see why some people would believe that and where they would think wow look at these people dying because of a virus. But why is it that they then, why is it they believe that? Have they believed that purely based on ego or have they believed that because of their preconceived notions of, you know, germs and viruses and what we've been brought up to believe, you know? So I I do think things like your upbringing and your environment around you and, and your schooling you know, they all have major influences on, on why we believe certain things. But why is it that you and myself and Ethan don't believe those those lies? You know, we looked at it from the beginning and we took it with a grain of salt and we went, you yeah, know, this is, this is huge. What's really happening? Let's show, let's look into it more. Let's investigate more. Do we really believe that people are just dropping dead in the street? Even though we saw that, we saw videos of that. Well, you know, why did we not I, why I did just, we not believe it we well i think we didn't believe it because yeah. we've now trained our minds to be very skeptical of new information and new things that we're told from particular sources you know what i mean like we don't trust we've now developed a distrust oh. of mainstream media and that was the source for all of this information coming out of course then the the, the, the social media played a, a part in that as well but in a sense it's it was mainstream sources pumping that out, that out as well you know showing us these hospitals a big hospital being built overnight you know like in the middle of china um you know was it was it a hospital was it a prison was it what what actually was that we know we don't actually know but you know we be, you know people were believing that that was a hospital um but we 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 don't you know we didn't believe it because we're being very skeptical so we've we've trained our minds in a sense to not take this information that we've been given wholeheartedly for for no reason you know and i think we've done that because we've proven a lot of this wrong we've had evidence to the contrary and we've taken that evidence on board we've been open-minded in order to receive that evidence uh and and conclude or make up a, our minds in and believe something else to the contrary we either believe that it happened or we believe that it didn't happen the way we're being told so you know, we, we've developed a belief system based on what we've seen that's to the contrary uh, of what the mainstream narrative is. Um, and I, I think that that's, you know, that's not something that comes easily to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, I think now more and more we've seen lately, boys, you know, people, I guess, coming onto our side of the fence and coming in more in line with where we were a couple of years ago and not believing the, the TV, not believing the mainstream media and, and seeing the lies for what they really are. They're not all the way as far gone as, not as far gone, but they haven't I guess evolved their thinking to where we're at right now um, but they're getting there you know, so it's a journey that people tend to want to go on and I mean I'm I'm glad I've, I've gone through it down, down that path and I've had that journey um, but yeah I, I just wanted to sort of, just to chime in with that one too with, do Ethan, do you know what I'm I'm getting at there with regards to um uh, using the current pandemic as an example of you know all of a sudden we get we, we're presented with information but we didn't believe it straight away we talked about it and we were like what if you know we we sort of did the what if this is true but you know everyone else in the world got swept up in it you know they all tended to, to believe it i had friends and families sort of believing it too oh yeah you just see these yeah, they're just dropping dead in the streets over in china you you know i'm like well are they you know that's what we were saying are they are they really is that what's really going on? Do we know that for sure? But they're all just believing it off the bat. So I think it, it's definitely part of a journey. You know, we've, a journey of discovery, uh, Ethan, that we've done over time, realizing when you realize that the amount of times we've been lied to, when you're presented with those lies constantly, over and over again, you, you then just, we now have this preconceived notion that maybe with the, the things that everyone else is believing aren't actually true. So we we think about things a bit differently, you know? Absolutely, mate. It's
2: because when you pull back the most of the consensus beliefs that make up the world, whether it's the coronavirus hoax or evolution or the moon landing or, you know, the space deception, any of these things, history, they all, once you strip back the actual belief itself, and that goes back to this concept of knowing and understanding the evidence and actually having objective reasoning to come to a conclusion to you know enforce this belief that you have but most people don't look into that and we've realized over time that not only are many of the beliefs wrong in fact almost everything's wrong you know what i mean they are the same it comes from the same source so it comes from the same source that have already completely disproven themselves over and over again have been exposed for falsehoods of other mass beliefs that other people believe and so we with that in 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 mind almost subconsciously peel back the initial belief that oh there's a boogeyman virus on the belief on the on the loose and we say to ourselves what can we do what can we do to actually see what makes up this belief and as you find time and time again most people because they're trained from a very young age, through an educational system, through collective social engineering, to, you know, be in mass groupthink and to take on the words of the, their teachers and their politicians and their authority figures in society. This is the, the normality. This is the simulated reality that we live in, that's all been created by the people that are controlling it at the top of the sphere, that in, in fact come up with most of these beliefs. And they are able to enforce it even better because people believe things better when they are in a, a collective group. Mm-hmm. When when a person's not alone to think for themselves and presented the evidence, but if they see thousands of people around them agreeing with them, you know, the studies have shown, we've spoken about this for years, you know, it, it's easier to control people when they are in mass groups. And this is why we see what's happening here today. And this is why we see that, People will just automatically believe their parent figure, the authorities, because the authorities are the authorities. They take care of us. They provide us electricity. They provide us government resources and nice roads. You know, this is the reality of life. But as you and I and and Andy and many others that are listening to the show have done, once you actually take the time to look at the beliefs and really peel them back. Um, you start to find some um, very interesting questions, and even questions that make you challenge your alternative beliefs to those, um, you know, assumptions as well. So, mm. Mm. I think it's I think it's 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 obviously there's the surface story, but we we can see almost you know twenty thirty layers beneath that, and that's what uh, enforces our decision making.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask you too, Ethan. Like we um, we kind of touched on it already, but I've written down. You know, why do we defend our beliefs sometimes with catastrophic consequences but uh, Andy kind of alluded to the fact that you know he pretty much answered that question why do we defend our beliefs is it ego is it because ego plays a major part in in the reason why we defend particularly held beliefs or is it something more yeah about-
2: well the, yeah no well the ego is a very interesting thing you know there's there's a lot of things that psychologists and you know the people that have studied these things have really gone into in terms of all of these subjects and emotions and what makes people the real core archetypes of not just people in general, but what, but societies in general and seeing that, you know, potentially there are some behaviours and beliefs that are inherently ingrained into us from something that's unexplainable. But for 99.9% of what we do believe um, it's, it's all just based on, on false assumptions. And the ego is an important part of that because the ego is pretty much just the ego is, is almost a neutral thing in essence. When you're just looking at it itself, it's, it's something in you that is, it's the whole awareness of oneself is what the ego is. And the ego can help you. Like you need a positive ego to get you through, to give yourself self worth, to get you out of bed every day. Everyone has just a tiny bit of ego, but what happens is the social engineers understand this. And like they do with many emotions, fear, even hope that we were talking about, Mm. but certainly, certainly with the ego, they uh, manipulate it and they, they turn the ego to other things, to greed, to, to sinful acts, to making people want to chase and better themselves um, in, in, in almost a false egotistical sense. And, the ego can be used to build nations and do tremendous things. If it's used um, properly, you know, someone saying, well, I'm going to do this and I believe in myself. That's, that's fantastic. That's, that's how egos intrinsically linked to belief. Mm, mm. But once it gets distorted, that's when it goes um, downhill. And I think that that's where I think Andy makes a great point. Ego is, is very tied into it much, much as hope and, and fear and all of these emotions, which in themselves are constructs that have, that have come from, um, you know, people understanding lies and, and mythologies that have been taught to them. So it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. Andy, uh, does that make sense to you? I mean, we were sort of just tacking on to your concept of, of ego being heavily tied to belief. And, uh, like, well, you know, I did say, I asked the question, you know, why do we defend our beliefs? And in would you agree that then... I guess you kind of have agreed in a sense already that ego is the reason we uh, we defend our, our belief systems.
3: Yeah. Um, just getting back to your earlier point about like why, you know, let's just take our small group, just the three of us, you know, like why why is it so easy to, you know, for, to see the lies like early in the beginning? I think it's just a like a person's, ability just to like let go of a belief easier. Like just let it go. Like you don't own it. Like like the the nine eleven like event. Mm, but- you don't own that. Like like that can that can be something that you can look at, you know, just because it was told to you and you saw it on T V you you don't own it. You don't have to defend it. You can you can let it go. You can like mold it and change that that event and change it in your mind and receive more information and add to it and and sort of even flip a whole 180 degrees in in what actually happened and you can come from quickly and easily from someone who was presented the the fact that it was Osama bin Laden in a cave that orchestrated the whole thing to a totally different more mature kind of like construct on what actually happened on that day you
1: know, mm, so yeah, and you, it's the same you thing. Go, with, yeah, go from scand- believing the man in the cave to the inside job situation. Yeah, yeah, you can.
3: Yeah, which gets back to which gets back to our off-air comments, like the letting go technique. You just need to let go of this stuff. You know, just like you don't own it. Just let it go and and let let your let your mind like disseminate between different bits of information and come in and see which which. Bits touch your heart really and see which ones feel right and then then which ones feel wrong and, and then just like let the process organically like come to a proper conclusion and that's and that's how i feel like i dealt with like the scamdemic major events like 9-11 and and many other things you know can i so throw I I
1: can i pose something to you andy and uh, uh, I, I, I really love the concept of this letting go technique and I think a lot of people really need to to listen to those words very carefully and to and to actually do that, to let go, to you don't, like you were saying, you don't own it, you know, this isn't a part of you, you don't let it, it ha- doesn't have to be a part of you, you can just let it go and, and then change how you feel about it and change what you believe in. I, I love that concept and I think people need to do that but I... I I would like to start teaching people, you know, or training people in a sense. To and I think as a as a as a society in general, I think we not just do we not, need, you know, we need to let go of things, but we also need to when new things arise, like letting go is is I guess a past tense thing. So things that have already happened to us, we need to learn to let go of certain things. New things that arise, like it could be, you know, whatever whatever comes down the pipeline that's new to us. I think we need to learn how to not latch on to begin with. Does that make sense? Like we know, I think, so then we don't have to do the letting go technique because we haven't latched onto it to begin with. You know, yes, we've taken that information on board. Let's, you know, a new event happen. Let's say, let's say another 9-11 type situation happens. Another plane gets flown into another tower in New York City. Let's, let's learn and let's, let's teach ourselves to not straight away latch on and go terrorist incident. You know, let's, let's, learn to take as much information on board. Let's not come to a conclusion straight away so we then have to then go through a letting go ceremony in a sense to learn to to change our minds. Let's, Let's be open to new information constantly. I think that's what people need to do because i think we i think we do that andy you and i and ethan we do that and a lot of people like you know adam from craze and john laban you know, all these people we're, we're sort of good friends with and who do podcasts and do shows and share this alternative information we we do that ourselves yeah you know, we've kind of learned to anything new that comes up we don't automatically believe it we will look at it we'll keep that information and we'll keep getting new information and new information and more information and we won't necessarily even ever come to an actual conclusion on something because we don't we'll, we never really have all the information there is to get about a particular subject, we can go on a on a journey to try and explore it as much as possible, and we can shape our our thinking and our and our, we can shape a belief system based on it, but it has to be remained open we can't latch onto it so so much that we don't we can't let like, we find it difficult to let go of something. Um, and that's what I've, I, I've been doing that. I feel like I've been doing that for quite a few years now, but does that make sense to you? So yes, letting go. I think the letting go technique yeah. is so ultra important for many people out there. And I wish people would look into that and I'll provide a link in the show notes to, to a book that Andy has on this particular subject where, on a particular, particular topic where people can learn to let go of things and change their, their, uh, their perspective on stuff. Uh, but I think as a tool moving forward, I think, learning to not latch on to begin with, I think is ultra important. Would you agree?
3: Absolutely. And can I just can I just something's in my mind. Let's just take the nine eleven event. You know, if someone was to come up to you now and say, Lee, you're just you're just a like a an idiot conspiracy theorist, you know, like why do you have to think, you know, like
1: I wear uh, it with a badge of honor. You
3: know all of these different about holographic aircraft and all of this and you know this idea about this passport falling through the air from you know out of the aircraft landing <laughs> on the pavement stuff like that why can't you just bloody well you know like just just you know get real with what everyone else like you know says yeah. and why do you have to be such an asshole about it and really you could you could just sit back and smile and say it's just my opinion I don't own it you know you the way you're talking is that it's like it's really a part of you you're so you're so wrapped in the whole story that you're even like defending it now for me i don't give a shit if you've got something more information about about the whole nine eleven thing that's like interesting and and quite factual i'll look at it i'll love to look at it and if you and if it's like changes my mind if i spin around 180 degrees on the whole thing that's cool i don't care either i just don't care i've just let that whole thing go and i'll take the information as it comes in because i just don't own it at all it's not part of me
1: i like it i like it that's e- that's ethan i want to i want to cross over to you so Sorry, Andy, did you have something else to add to that?
3: No, 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 you're right. I was just saying that that's just one event, but we can we could probably spin that whole thing into like the, the current, the
1: current. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, crop, you, you, you can know. you can use could, pretty much could. any example that we've we've gone through in the last in our lifetime in a sense, or even before then. Yeah, you're right, Andy. It, it can be and, used for any, any look, of those. And look, Claire could. Claire could
3: someone who I who I know and trust and, and, and like Claire could sit down with me in a room like for a couple of hours and go through the whole thing and and Claire could spin spin me 180 degrees on the whole the whole covid thing you know if 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 that's what it takes you know I don't care I don't going I'm not going to hang on to what we've been talking about for like the last year because I don't own that either you yeah. know, it's unlikely, of course, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to abuse her because she's coming with information that's different to to the way that I've been programmed.
1: It gives mm. a shit. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. And anyway, that's, I think well, that's actually probably not. That's probably a good way to to look at it, Andy. <laughs> we can't we can't latch onto these things all yeah you know, completely and, and wholeheartedly. I think we've always got to be open to other possibilities, and you know that, that that's. It's a very difficult technique to learn. You know learning to be open minded, learning to to be able to have your beliefs shifted, um, or changed, or even just completely reconstructed altogether is a is a very, very hard technique you know, to learn. Um we 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 try to learn, we try to try to learn, we try to teach people to do that, I guess, by providing them. Uh, information that's that's contrary to the uh, established narrative, because often the established narrative is completely wrong, is a hoax, has been for a long time. Uh, maybe there are hidden, yeah. there are truths hidden that's... in the lies. I'm not too sure, you know. Um, but I'm not going to latch onto them wholeheartedly. I'll, I'm always open to having my mind changed on things, uh, given new information and, and credible and sourced information. You know, what I mean, not just hearsay sort of stuff. It's got to be. It's got to be uh, information that's trustworthy as well from a good source. Um, you know, Not just a stranger on the street scenario again. Um, yeah, Ethan, um, I did want to cross over to you as well. Yeah, fuck, I can't remember why. I've lost my place on my notes here. <laughs> uh, well, well, first of all... It's you, d- you... like that, isn't it? Yeah. Not... Ethan, do you do actually... You're on mute, by the way. Do you... Um... Did you agree, or do you have any input on what Andy was saying, too, um, Ethan? Yeah, it's
2: it's very interesting, boys. You know, I'm I'm enjoying the the discussion. You know, I think when you look at society as a whole, this is what um, eventually causes tribalism and all these things. And one of the hardest things, just going off of that point, and I've been talking about my, with my members to this for you know the last couple of years, we've been on the membership journey on my site is. One of the hardest things I had to do was uh, re-evalu- reevaluate my beliefs for a second time. And also, a lot of people will never get to the point where they admit that they were wrong. And so I went through a process where first I got rid of the normal world perspective of, you know, this 9-11 was a man in a cave and viruses are everywhere, et cetera, et cetera. But then once I had formed the alternative framework, which I believed, I thought at the time was based on, you know, a lot of logic and a lot of evidence. And this is where I come. Whether it was this was about history or this was about 9/11. No, this actually was what happened on 9/11, not the other theories. You end up getting, and this goes back to ego again, stuck in your own ways of your own theory. And if if you're someone that's then talking about your new beliefs, whether they're mainstream beliefs or alternative beliefs, if you're someone that's talking about those. Uh, to friends and family for years and years and years, and then you stumble across information that challenges that. Um, a lot of people, very few people, will actually take that step to admit that they were wrong because they then have to go through that um, process of rebuilding their belief systems. And so I think that that's a very important part of it too. People, you're right, people are it's extremely hard to let go of their beliefs because they don't want to admit that they were wrong. They don't want to have the humility, like you said, to have your mind changed about things, to be open about perspectives. And and it's a very hard thing once you actually double down on a theory. You know, let's talk, let's say Eric Von Däniken, for example, you know, which spawned all of the ancient alien theories and he's traveled around the world doing books and stuff. Do you think if he's presented with evidence that contradicts his entire career that he's going to turn away from that? Of course not. And it's the same when you look at archaeology, it's the same when you look at universities and science. It's it's a massive machine that they're not going to admit that they're wrong because the beliefs are now enshrined or ported to be enshrined into society. Mm. So we need to be aware that, you know, we need to have the humility to admit that we're wrong and to start again and to say, well, I'm not going to believe anything that anyone else tells me anymore. I'm going to look at the evidence for myself. I'm going to Start from scratch. I'm going to say, well, why do I believe this? Anything in your life. Look around. What is concrete? What is this? What is that? Why do you believe that? Why do you believe that house is standing over there? Why do you believe that that's hanging from the roof? Why do you believe that those are planets in the sky? A lot of people will then come back to the answer of they appeal to mass consensus or they appeal to authority. And they haven't actually gone through the process to look at why they believe what they do
1: that's and you you've just gotten on to my actual my the question i well, I forgot to ask, and i couldn't find my place was the whole concept of uh, why why do we believe the things we believe and yeah you're just you're smashing every nail on the head yeah and yeah that that ju- point it. can you just reiterate that last point you said uh with regards to the you know it's because of the mass consensus or or the appeal to um uh, authority is that, is that what you said?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Mass yeah. consensus to a, a, a appeal to authority or con, a mass consensus. And this is something that I even had to admit to myself. You know, Same. whether it was... Same. Whether, and even maybe not the mass consensus part, but appeal to authority, I might have seen certain figures in the so-called truth movement as authority figures. Oh, this is a great author. This is a great YouTuber. He does great work you subscribe to these people and then i had to say to myself but then again that's my type of authority figure have i actually looked at these claims for myself have i read those studies and again i looked around at just everything in my life and said why do i even believe like what is gravity what is this what is that why do i even believe anything that i believe and i realized that i had not you know, almost single-handedly looked at anything that is a key based assumption of reality for myself. Mm. And that's a very confronting thing to realize. And a lot of people won't admit that they will go back into their narrative that they've constructed, that they parrot from sources, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're right, whether they're wrong, they parrot those sources. And it's a very, you know, confronting thing to admit that you are appealing to mass consensus or to authority. Mm to, to that, delve into looking at beliefs yourself
1: and look there i wouldn't necessarily say that that is 100 percent a bad thing though either because let's let's kind of break that down a little bit why is it that we appeal to authority well yeah you know, as a child you listened to your parents they were your authority figures growing up you asked questions and they gave you answers or Maybe you didn't even ask questions, they just told you information that this is the way it is, and that's why, you know. Um, and you never really considered or looked into it further than that. And then you go to school, and then you know the teacher is telling you she's your authority figure, and you know, you you grow up to believe certain things and you do certain things because of those beliefs. You know you could go to a, a Catholic school, for example, or you could go to a public school and you know, the, you're, you're basically learning the same things, but another one's going to be teaching you about uh, learning to believe in a, in God and and worship a God and all that sort of stuff, and the other one's not going to do that. Um, but all in all, you're still believing in authority purely because they're there. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, it's 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 serving a purpose in a exactly. sense that it's 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 you know it's getting you through the world it's getting you through society like there's even kids that are homeschooled you know i mean they don't even go to a school but they're they still have an authority figure that is a parent you know giving them information and telling them that this is the way it is and perhaps you know maybe they're maybe they are teaching them to learn differently and in, in a sense but all in all they're still lear- they're still learning to believe an authority figure you know so that's kind of ingrained in us because it, it in a sense uh it, it's a protectionary thing too you know we we have protection from that authority figure. So then when we're brought into society, we're on our own, who is our authority figure then? Well, then it becomes government. Government's our authority figure. So we 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 learn to then, you know, well, they provide us with things, they build roads, like you said earlier, and, you know, do this and do that. Um, not that we could really, you know, it doesn't mean that that's not gonna happen without them, but just, that's just they're there and they do that. That's just how the world is at the moment. Um, but they're they're the next authority figure, and we just tend to, uh, well, they're the authority figure. We we'd better believe them. We've been trained to believe them. You know what I mean? So in a sense, it's it's a it's a base on a basic level. If you want to break it down, it's a survival tool. You know what I mean? So we we constantly go ahead with that authority figure because they're keeping us alive. You know, we might not think of that at the time, but instinctly, instinctively, that's kind of what's happening. You know, that 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 person. Like a, like a mother tiger teaching her cubs to to hunt, you know what I mean? It's they they go along with them and they do what they do and they copy them, and then they survive in the wilderness. Well, that's kind of what they're doing to us. You know? So in a sense, you know, it exactly right. serves a purpose, is what I'm saying. It, but it, there there comes up there is a point, there is a a point in time when you're a fully functioning human being, you're in society, you're you're fending for yourself, you have to then let go you've got to let go of that tie to authority you become your own authority you are now the authority in your own world and people i think forget that they don't they don't they don't get to that point you know what i mean because government steps in and then takes over and then they go go ahead because of that learned not learned helplessness in a sense but they've, they've learned to, to be accustomed to an authority figure um taking care of them keeping them alive and so forth you know what i mean um, but I Absolutely. think we that's gotta, why it's so important. It's important to cut ties with that authority figure. Yeah. And become, you, you yourself need to become the authority. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You
2: need to become the authority, you know, in your own life and, and, and build those perspectives for yourself. Mm. And, and and that's why it's so important that they get people so young and we start so young because people will never, un, you know, consciously snap out of that because they go through 20 plus years or whatever before they even become an adult and are out in society and even then they're still authority figures and they're going on you know they go to a workplace and there's a boss and a culture and this is how things are run in society and once you strip it back you no, know, the teacher went through the exact same process that company went through the exact same process the person that taught you was taught by another person which was taught by another person and once you strip back You see that it's an infinite loop of beliefs, of almost Chinese whispers in a sense. But this is where we get into this concept of simulacrum, which John Bojelard spoke about quite a bit. He spoke about how almost everything that we ever believe today, even this concept of cultures, um, is just an infinite loop of either individual beliefs or societal beliefs that have just carried on over time through generations without anyone even being able to to prove these things or to trace it back and that's why we live in a simulated reality because the real can't be found who was the one that originally come up with that message where does it come from mm. and this is where i think the original postmodernists actually had it right where they're actually challenging what is the construct of belief and society and that's why it was corrupted and now it's all cultural Marxist nonsense like, oh, well, what is gender and all this stuff? They've turned it radical. Hmm. But when you peel it back, there's very and this is where the very important debate that has gone on for, for eons now comes from is is culture and our behaviors and the things that we do. Is this inherently genetically built into us and linked to the earth or Is it nothing more than a construct Mm. of continuous beliefs in things? And this is a very powerful argument. There's points for both. But when it comes to belief, that's why it's so important, General. Get them young because Mm. the teacher teaching you doesn't know what she's doing. She was taught by another teacher. And it's just this infinite loop of people believing things, but they don't know where the assumptions come from. They don't know why they believe it they just keep going on and on and on mm. the cycle continues mm.
1: yeah it's really yeah I, I would like to reinforce another thing is which is you know people need to ask themselves the question why why do i believe blah you know blah blah whatever the topic is why do i believe that you know not not get swept up in emotions we're we're such we're such emotional beings, you know what I mean, and I always way back in the day when we f- first started talking about things and I started writing articles and stuff, I used to say i think it was in that um Hegelian dialectic um article I said you know you've got to take a step back and look at it from a third party perspective perspective you know and we and by 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 that I meant you know take just take emotion out of it, take emotion out of the equation altogether and just look at facts you know and because we we get so emotional we get so attached by by emotions you know um like i said hope hope that the emotion of hope and you know anxiousness and all these things you know and there's some very ingrained things within us which are which are i think are instinctive as well like i said it really comes down to things like self-preservation you know we we do these things because on a a base level we believe it's going to help protect us and to keep us alive which like i said aren't always a bad thing because self-preservation is what every human being needs to to do um it's just that's just part of humanity that's what humanity is self-preservation you know uh fight or flight that sort of thing um yeah, but it, I think people need to ask that question of, themse- of themselves regularly. When anything new comes up, they need to say, you know, if the, or or even just with all the preconceived notions that they might have now, with like all the examples we've given so far, things like, you know, um, what what happens when I die? You know, what do I but what do I believe what, what happens when I die? You know, like if, if I throw that question to you, Andy, right now, you know, yeah, let's all cards on the table. What happen, what do you believe happens to you when you die, Andy? Well, I'm just energy,
3: so my energy source will be transferred to the next soul life. So I'm
1: not—I've no fear of dying whatsoever. And I actually tend to agree with that. But let me ask you this: like, and this could be a very big rabbit. Hole, you don't have to elaborate on it too much. Why do you believe that, Andy? Um,
3: from many different sources, and and like what i you know from some deep meditation and and um what my heart tells me so you you
1: believe and as that's in you're, my belief you, at, you're, the, you're at, the at the moment so you're the yeah you're the authority on that topic and you believe your own authority on that and that's your belief system so that's fair enough that's right yeah that's fair enough um yeah. i actually tend to think the same thing i've i've come to learn over the over the time that we are energetic beings and We are energy is a you know, is it our consciousness is just another energy, and you know, when our the Mm -hmm. vessel that we have as a human body ceases to function, that energy uh, is passed on, or it and like, like they always said, you know, one of the what the the law of physics is, you know, no energy is never never created or lost, it just changes form. Um, I tend to agree with that. I think that that's probably the case. I don't know for certain, but I like to think that,
3: but it doesn't and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt us that and I'm that doesn't hurt
1: that, that's people. right you, you might not hang on to that but at the same time it that doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt to believe that it doesn't hurt to to believe that that's also a lie like if someone disagree with that then that's that's also fine you know what i mean so there's certain things what i'm yeah. trying, to, trying to get at here is that it doesn't it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing that, that that's that particular belief is you know that you believe that it's you're not hurting anyone believing that you know what I mean, and you, you, you yourself—it comforts you. It provides comfort for you. Comfort is, of course, another emotion. It makes you feel good about the current, your, you, who you are as a person and a, and a human being. You know what I mean. So there, there are, there are pros and cons, of course. But you know, I would, I would say there's also that's it's neither here nor there. You know what I mean. And as long as it's not hurting anyone, then that's okay to believe that. Like the same reason people believe. You know, other people might say, well. I believe my, I will go to heaven. I believe in God. God will take my energy or my soul and I will live in eternity in heaven. You know what I mean? Well, you ask them, why do you believe that? Well, they believe that because they probably went to church or into Catholic school and they were indoctrinated into that particular way of thinking. That's not hurting anyone, is it? Is that, am I crazy or is that that's not hurting anyone? If they want to believe that, that's also very fine. You know, It's okay to believe yeah, well, certain things.
2: You touched general on the yes. important point about the, the positive side of belief mm. because we there is a very positive side to it as well. You Correct. know, I, I always say to people, you know, if they're like, oh my god, history's fake, it doesn't exist. And I say, well, the best thing is, though, is that this makes the stories 10 times better. If they, you know, if the ancient civilizations and all this type of stuff is complete nonsense, I can still believe the mythos behind it and I can still take that to motivate me whether it be you know the 300 story or whatever the case may be any stories of heroism and mythology throughout his supposed history or things that we find in the world today i can adapt that belief and i can use it for positive things to inspire me to motivate me these types of things or, or at the so very least feel, feel
1: entertained by them
2: <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly but it's, you know, I think it's, there definitely is a, a good side to belief and, and belief can also go to some extremes. And we've seen that all throughout history. It, it, it drives everything that um, we make up around us, you know, and, and I think another thing too is people don't admit that they're wrong, but they don't admit that they also don't know about things. They won't just say, I don't know. We have to live in a world where it's, I, I know, I know, I know. It's like, well, maybe I think this, but do I know for sure. Yeah. you know if if you believe the current mode of thinking scientific way of thinking then science can explain everything about the observable and even non-observable universe around you so you shouldn't believe that there is a way
1: to find an answer but is that really the case you know it's up to you to what you believe mm. yeah good point and i i just wanted to to i guess kind of round it out with that too that it is okay to believe in things so you you don't have to not believe everything you know you if if you want to believe that the sun's going to come up tomorrow you know you've got a good reason for believing that it's been doing it for eons um but you can also believe you know my son's got a football game tomorrow you know if if he goes to bed thinking i'm going to win we're going to win tomorrow we're going to win you know what i mean i want to win and we're going to win i'm going to do everything i i can to make that happen exactly you know what i mean and so that that could be that's a positive thing you could be believing that too yeah, there are there are good good things about belief. It's not all bad, um, but I just have to. There are there are particular things like I wanted to throw that out there. There, is, you have to define them. It's very important to define them. You have you know things you that are going to. Yeah, Knowing behind it. That's right, and if things that shape our lives in 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 regards to how our lives are lived. I think people need to. Um, question the belief in whatever drives those particular things uh, like all the th- all the examples we've given earlier, like things like the scandemic happening now we shouldn't just believe that because we're told that by an authority figure I think we need to question those beliefs and why we perhaps maybe some people were out there going oh, I believed it to begin with and now I think it's it's all false well that's good let's you know you've, you've made the conscious decision to to question those beliefs You know, or you've opened your mind up to receiving new information that maybe tore away those beliefs, which is good. Um, But I don't think people should, you know, question the belief in the fact that they think that the sun's going to come up tomorrow morning, you know, or whatever, you know, um, or the night, you know, the night will end and the day will start. You know, you shouldn't question that belief because that's going to (laughs) happen. There are some things that will just always happen, you know. You don't have to necessarily question those beliefs, you know, if you believe that it was because of God that was doing it, well, maybe you need to question those beliefs. I feel that anyway, you know, it's not, I don't believe that it's God that's making the sun come up in the morning. Um, Some people might, but, you know, let's, let's question that, go into that. You know, how do we prove that that's, that's the case? Yeah. Yeah, That's just a belief.
2: And you believe that, you believe that based on your, your assumptions, you know, I've seen the sun rise every single day for the last however many years of my life, so there should be no reason as to why that's not going to rise tomorrow morning that's i believe that it's going to rise tomorrow morning that's what belief is you know is there any way for you to prove that Mm. no necessarily not it might not come up you know once you realize that you know this whole story of a spinning ball in an empty vacuum of space is very questionable to begin with You know, you don't know these things. You really don't know these things for sure. But you, again, go off of these assumptions. You go off of what you've seen and what you've observed personally, not what other people have told you. If you if someone told me that the sun has risen every day for the last 20, whatever, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, then, you know, that might be the case. But unless I've, you know, I've got my own. You know, witness of it, and I've seen that that's happened. Then you know, should I believe that? And I think it comes down to again, everyone should just be question questioning why they believe, and they should be honest with themselves. If you believe something that is not based in evidence, but it makes you feel good and it improves your life, then just be honest about that and say that's why I believe it because it's it's faith almost, or whatever the case may be. Mm. But we should also be honest when it comes to things like whether it's overpopulation or evolution and things like that, well, why do I believe that as well? And you need to be honest with yourself in both realms and and really just ask yourself, why do I believe in it? You can have silly beliefs. You are the authority of your beliefs. Most of the world is filled with silly beliefs. But you're not honest about that. If you think that the silly belief is real and it's based in fact and science and we're going to castrate anyone who you know thinks against us and hang them up to dry then that's where you're not being honest with yourself and i think that that's where people just need to let go of that ego as andy said and and really just uh become more self-aware
1: yeah and i think uh, andy you made the point earlier that you know things like through meditation you've come to particular forms of uh, of belief like i said with the grads to afterlife and stuff or you know when you die, what happens, sort the thing you, you've meditated on these things. And is it true, Andy, that meditation isn't about quiet, quietening the mind and thinking, you know, t- trying to clear your mind, but it's actually about listening to your mind, listening to your inner monologue, listening to yourself. Is that what really deep meditation is actually about? Oh,
3: Learn, for like me like it's learning to listen close, to yourself, you
1: know? Well, for me,
3: well, no, not what really. Is it? For okay, me, what is it for me you? It's, it, it's for me it's just a a quiet space without the like the chatter without the brain chatter um obviously without the external like crap you know like any kind of radio so television more about focusing or, like, for your devices life. um yeah it's just clearing it's just clearing so that in your mind like if you were to close your eyes now in the middle of the show you'd have all of these like numbers and and pictures and stuff and you know, like oh, what's for dinner, or you know, what's the wife doing, and and oh, what's Ethan thinking now, and you have all of these like colours and all this stuff in your head. Mm. So if you can get to a space where it's just like clear, like actually just black with nothing going on, then that's then that's you're in a meditative state. So I think that's when that's when you can. You know, like be your best, really, you know mm. and and start disseminating about things um, oh, I
1: like to think that so that's um, all it is it's just, it's just being quiet I like to think that in the evenings before you know when i'm trying to to fall asleep, for example, I'm just laying quietly in bed and you're in you comfortable you know, I might take fifteen minutes or so to just sit there and i and and I don't try and. I actually don't try and think of nothing. I don't try and clear my mind. I actually try and listen to myself. I try and listen to you know. I I, th- I lay there think. Okay, why am I thinking this? What's going on? You know. I, I lay there. I, th- I try to determine. I just try to listen. Like, what's what's my mind actually thinking about? Why am I thinking about that? Oh, okay. I'm thinking about this now. That's interesting. Where did that come from? And I try and trace it back. Oh, okay. So I think about that, that because of this, and yeah. and I I get led on this little sort of you know this little journey, and then before I know it, I've, I've I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> I just fall asleep, you know, because <laughs> I've been just maybe I bore myself. <laughs> fall asleep because I've bored myself listening Bore to myself. Bore yourself to sleep. <laughs> hey, it works for me though. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, maybe that's something that something uh, people need to do as well is to kind of meditate on stuff and learn to clear their minds and, and ask deep questions within themselves and, and try and find those answers within as well. And listen to their Like I mentioned earlier, be start to become your own authority on things. You know, don't don't necessarily believe an authority figure externally because that's just, because they're there, you know, learn to question them, uh, ask ask the deep questions within, ask why you believe things. And if you're trying to wake up other people and trying to, to get people to question the current narrative, to trying to change their paradigm, you know, a paradigm shift is, is uh, I think vitally important for many people these days. And a lot more people are starting to experience a paradigm shift, um, which is good. They're starting to, I think I believe because of what I've seen, uh, and I, I I base that belief on intrinsic evidence in terms of what I've seen on social media. The amount of people I've seen, uh, you know, jumping on board our way of thinking, not believing the the hoax, and you know all this sort of stuff. Whereas you know maybe like three or four years ago, we were I mentioned this before. We were the the silent minority. Now we've sort of quickly over the last couple of years, I think this scam has helped. We've become the vocal minority um so it's there's a shift happened you know we've we have a lot more vocal about what the things we've we, we're calling bullshit a lot more stuff um and i think it's on, we're on a path to becoming a vocal majority um i actually do i tend to believe that that's actually what's happening there's a there's a uh, a ripple effect happening only because of what i've and i have that again i have that belief based on what i've seen through things like social media and stuff, uh, a lot more people jumping on board with uh, our way of thinking in terms of, at oh, that's maybe not our way of thinking, but at least questioning the narrative. Uh, like for example, the current Scamdemic as well, which is good. So uh, I think when, uh, one, one thing that people need to do, like I mentioned just before, when you're talking to family and friends, you know, and and you you start to have you know you you've gone past the the fluff conversations of you know how you been, what's the weather like, all that sort of shit, and you start to ask real questions, you know, ask them what they think about something. What do you what do you make of what do you make of you know the the current scheme dynamic for example, and then you know you get them to answer the question, and but the next follow up question must be, it has to be why why do you why do you think that why do you believe that and if they can't offer you an answer then they then there's no reason that they should currently believe or how ha- have those current belief systems if they cannot offer you an answer um at all, but when they do offer you an answer and then you need to ask the well how come why why do you believe that like well, you know if they say oh well you know the the government says that there's this new virus, and it's you know it's killing a lot of people okay well why do you believe it's killing a lot of people oh because they've told me it has why do you okay why do you believe the things that you're seeing from the tv you know if i had asked you three years ago do you believe the government 100 percent? would you have answered yes why do you no yeah yeah you would have okay well what about now why do you believe them 100 percent now or maybe you would have said no i don't believe them at all they're a bunch of liars then you say well Okay, well, why is that not the case now? Why do you all of a sudden believe that they're telling you the truth about this pandemic? You know, oh, no, it must be true. Why must it be true? Keep asking, you just got to keep asking questions and just keep getting them to go on the journey themselves within, get other people, get the person you're talking to, to answer the questions themselves or when they can't offer the answer, well, then you say, well, you know, maybe they're lying to us. Would you agree that maybe perhaps everything we're being told isn't actually true? Is there is it a possibility that we've been lied to? And if they say, well, yeah, maybe there is a possibility. We say, you know what? I think there actually is a possibility. I, I, I. How about looking at this information? You know, just getting people to wake up and to begin to question things is uh, part of the journey of of stripping away some of the old belief systems. You know, really questioning people as to why? Why do you believe that? You know, and like Ethan said earlier, that's that's you've made the same point yourself, mate. It's 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 fundamentally important what questioning our belief systems why do we believe the things we believe uh but yeah it's a journey a lot of people have to go on and uh, i think i mentioned this many many times in the past boys when i'll i'll throw the question out to you guys as well because i can't i actually can't remember the answer uh i just had a poor connection thing come up on my skype can you guys still hear me okay not breaking up at all yeah, all good, mate. Okay, cool. No, we good. Yeah, it's just weird that it popped up. It says Paul Connection. Five by five, no problem. Awesome, okay. Oh, he's got the airplane lingo going. <laughs> I'm coming up on your six, Andy. <laughs> um, right, so... Roger that, brother. of that. Um, yeah, so I... The reason why I'm not one of the normies now that believes everything they're told is I've always had... I- I've my my parents or specifically my mum was always uh, so again it was an authority figure of me growing up she was always you know didn't always believe the tv and and didn't believe what we had been told and she had her own belief systems and i whenever something came up you know i would she would argue the point that oh that's all bullshit, blah 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 and i tended to go on the same you know i would listen you know i would take that on board and think okay oh that's awesome so I, i i guess always did something similar growing up so I had that within me due to, I guess, upbringing because of an authority figure. And then as I got older, I, I um, always never really believed everything hands down, but I didn't question it either. I, I, I never learnt to question the things I was seeing. Like, for example, 9-11. When it happened, I didn't necessarily... I thought it was amazing and, you know, you're looking at all these things and it's so much information coming in and it was just information overload, you know. So I, I didn't necessarily believe it all 100% that that was everything what we were being told but I didn't question it either and I did that for a lot of things you know um, I wish I questioned vaccines back in the day because my kids were vaccinated up until the age of four we never did anything after that because that was when I found out that information and I stopped from there onwards I wish I knew it earlier and I wish I questioned it earlier but again I didn't question it I didn't look into it myself didn't necessarily believe they were all they were cracked up to be but I didn't question it the only reason why I started questioning things is because one night back in the day I used to work at a football club in Creek called East's Easts Leagues Club, where I actually first met Andy for the for the first time, funnily enough. Um, he came in with his family for dinner one night. And um, I one of the solo performers used to go there on a Wednesday night. He came up to me one night as we he was out on the he was a smoker, we'd go out on the on the smoking deck area. And he would have a cigarette. I used to go out there and try and get him to fucking hurry up so we would get back on stage. I'm like, I'm paying, not paying you to fucking smoke cigarettes, mate. Get back on stage. Because I was booking entertainment at the time as well. And uh, one day he came up to me. He's like, oh, hey, you should um, have a look at this. He goes, uh, what do you think of like 9-11 and stuff? I'm like, oh, yeah, it was, we were told this and this and this. He's like, oh, mate, you should have a look at this. This will change your, your mind and everything. And he gave me the first Zeitgeist film. Uh, I'm sure you guys have probably seen it as well. Not that I hold everything to that in that documentary true to, to fact, but it really shook me. It shook my belief system. So I saw all this information coming through about things like religion and the money system and 9-11 and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, Like there's some really good points raised in this, things I never thought to question. And that really shook my, my whole belief system. And I really, from that point onwards, everything that came along, I started to question. I started to look into even more. And I'd never believed... From there onwards, what we were being told from the media, and that was my journey. From there onwards, I was, of course started Real News Australia and all that sort of stuff because I want to put my own take out there. Um, Ethan, I'll cross cross to you first. Actually, actually no, sorry, I'll go to Andy. Sorry, uh, Andy, because you know, like I said, I met you at East and stuff. But what was your turning point? You know, you're you're a bit older than uh, Andy and myself. Uh, Ethan and myself. I'm only, I'm just about. To, I'll be turning 42 this yeah. year. Uh, Ethan's a bit younger than us. And you're in your, how old are you, Andy, if you don't mind telling the folks? Are you, uh, oh, I never asked. I'm, 50, I'm 54 this year. So you're, yeah, you're in your early 50s, mid 50s, yeah. So what is it, you're, you're a bit older than us us folks. So what is it, when did you sort of wake up and what is it that made you stop believing you know, the, the mainstream media garbage and you know, what, what what was it? What was the paradigm shift that I guess altered your belief system? Well, woke you um, up it was six. definitely
3: from the um, 9-11 event. Mm. And, um, yeah, a few things all uh, at the same time. There was um, the Zeitgeist movie, which, um, oh, you know, I think I probably looked at that maybe at a similar time that you did mm. in general, I mm. think. Um, also, um, love him or hate him, um, good old Alex Jones. Yeah, uh, I'm and, with you on um, that one too. <laughs> and um and david ike as well uh david ike's biggest secret also like was was a huge awakening moment those those things and that sort of like you know like got me on the path i guess um you know uh, then then many many others from that point but um yeah definitely david ike um, was a big one um alex jones um and that that movie too, and 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 Zeke guys, probably those three things were the things that really snapped me out of my um my my slumber. Mm,
1: interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know, Ethan. I'll throw the same question to you, mate, because I'm uh, I'm sure I've asked you this in the past, but I, I don't remember. My apologies. But what is it that I guess changed or altered you? You know, why do you only why do you believe the things you believe? You know, what was your turning point in time for for this kind of paradigm shift for yourself? Or have you always been woke? <laughs>
2: No, no, so I I thankfully got on to um, things at a a pretty young age. So I've said this to other people that I've known before. I never really fully grasped the um, complete normie perspective of the world. I'd always um, been able to, you know, I discovered young in school, things like 9-11. 9-11 was my key and the the millennium key for, for millions of other people out there, you know, designed as an initiation tool like the moon landing to prepare us for 311, the big uh, revelation that's happening now. But I was in the uh, the 911 lot that um, got sweeped up with that. And I've, you know, people on the website know that um, I analyze uh, professional wrestling a lot more, so the similarities between the showmanship and the fake stories of that world compared to the fake showmanship and the fake stories of the so-called real world and Jesse Ventura was a perform- was a wrestler and he had a show called uh, conspiracy theory yes. uh, with Jesse Ventura on uh, True TV. Yep. And that that was what I discovered and obviously, you know, just going through again there's that thing, oh, Jesse Ventura, I'll check that out. And 9/11, you know, watched all that series, but 9/11 was the one that I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute, this is a little bit past entertainment. Like there's actual legitimate questions here that I have and then he obviously had a number of personalities on his seasons, like Alex Jones, David Icke, and you discover that um, whole rabbit hole there. And then, you know, fast forward years later, and this is where I come to this point where I had to reevaluate once I got hit with the black pills, as we say, the um, the topics out there that you really can't change, and there really is no denying them at all. Um, once I was hit with those and I realized that I'd just been parroting pretty much everything that these characters had been saying to me for years about the impending new world order and who it is and what their agenda is and I'd never looked into any of that myself so I had to then reevaluate again and discover things about my past journey and 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 just constantly analyze but 9
1: eleven was the big uh, millennium key for me. Hmm, okay that's good to know I was always I thought that might have been the case. Um, yes, I was curious as to to know what it actually was. Um, yeah, that, that I, I, I um, yeah, I, I had downloaded. It. I still have on my hard drive all those. Um, conspiracy theory episodes from jesse ventura as well every now and again i love it if it's late at night i've got nothing else and i don't feel like watching anything else i'll just chuck one on yeah they were good they were good fun (laughs) that
2: was so fun when he went to area 51 he's just standing there like at the border just like
1: screaming at a field (laughs) yeah (laughs) but didn't 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 he have um (laughs) didn't he have who did he have with him he had who's the guy who directed jfk that well-known director Oh yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, and his What's, son Sean.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, what was his name? Fuck, I can't remember his name now. Let me quickly. Look I know up. Who you're talking about. With yeah, because his son, black hair and stuff. Yeah, his son Sean. Yeah, went on with went with him on a few of those things as well. He, I think he joined the the series in maybe the second or third series or something. Um, That's it. Let me That's just quickly it, look. Yeah. I'll look him up. I don't love but that was yeah.
2: Why you do that? That was a that was a really and like I think that that's Oliver Stone, Sean Stone
1: done at the best. That's it. Yeah. That's also, it was Oliver Stone's son, Sean. Yeah. He was yeah. He joined Jesse Ventura oh, on that Stone. show. Yeah, and he I remember him. Yeah, and he ended up like crossing and jumping over, and then he was like running back, thinking, oh, he was like, oh, they must have some sort of like laser thing. I'm like, I'm feeling really hot inside, and yeah, you know, like they were like targeting him with something, or yeah, it was full on. Was yeah. <laughs> and they flew
2: over, they flew over half in one episode. You know what I mean? Like, just like, there it is. There's the half weather technology. Yep. Yep. And just like, it, I like that. That was, that was good stuff because I wasn't watching some documentary about, you know, this is what this is, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're actually just going there. Like, no, you can't be let in and all this <laughs> stuff. It, it piqued my interest. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll continue down this rabbit hole and, you know, find out that everything does happen for a reason, you know, and, and potentially. Events like nine eleven whether it's intentional or not there's certain elements and certain things that are channeled through those events that are that are meant to wake us all up mm. and these events are, are, are significant events for more than just what happened. They might have from the moon landing to nine eleven to now what's happening now those three pillars uh, are very key because those are the three pivotal points in history where uh, people
1: like ourselves snapped out of the matrix mm and it was yeah, that was the sort of thing you went over with um, like John with well, I went over them as well, but we had you know, you had John Hamer as well, the author, um, the falsification of history and the falsification of science. Yeah, you've had him on your show as well talking about these kinds of topics and how important they were at um, yeah, in, in kind of shaping our worldview and shaping the world as it is. But when you realise they're all based on on lies and they're false, um, it kind of paints a whole new perspective, you know. But um, I guess you have to be we have to be open to realizing that our current belief systems and the things that we've always held true and the things that we've believed may not be true. may not be the case. We've got to be open to um, you know, falsehoods and, and other truths that are out there. So, yeah, just, mm-hmm. just very important things for, for people out there, for our listeners to, uh, to remember as well. Again, just because you know we say these things on this particular podcast doesn't mean they're true. You don't have to believe them. You can go and check the sources and come up with your own conclusions and enter a discussion with us. And you know we're we're open to those sort of things. So always feel free to drop a comment, guys, or send us an email. And thanks to the folks that do email regularly or or provide comments on our websites and our articles and stuff. Uh, folks like Graham Lyons are always putting comments in and offering their their view and their perspectives yeah. and things like that, which are awesome. Um, shout out to Graham there as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, boys, I think that we might conclude um, the episode there. I feel like we've done a really good journey on uh, on the psychology of belief and what it means to believe and why we believe the things we believe and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, I really appreciate your time, gentlemen, and going on that kind of deep dive into these particular topics. Uh, very, very important to do so every now and again. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Absolutely.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely mate. It is a pleasure. I, I think it's it's one of the most important things that people need to just drive home again. Why do you believe the things that you believe? You know, uh, apart from belief itself, just ask yourself that every day. If you're walking down a, you know, why is this green? Why does my car go? Why does this happen? You'll be you'll be you'll be surprised when you look try to find some of the answers to this and realize that there there's very little. So I encourage everyone to do that. It's very important.
1: Mm. And uh, remember, folks, it's just it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to believe, you know, some concepts. Some sometimes it's good to believe and have blind blind belief or blind faith, for example, in particular things. That if it's doing you, uh, uh, if it's if it's uh, doing positive in your life, then that's fine. But if it's if it's recognizing that it might be doing a, a disservice to you and and having causing negativity in your life, then then maybe you need to question those particular beliefs or change those beliefs. Uh, but belief itself is important. Uh, definitely an important thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it
2: manifests our reality, as we said last week.
1: That's you right. Know,
2: we... Once we, the, the, this goes to the essence of what we were saying last week, General, is because the reality that exists now that is being manifested is a one big belief system. So you can, with your belief, influence that belief system and change it it's not a concrete structure Mm. it's all based on illusion you see so that's where it comes down to the fact that we manifest our own reality so belief is important because if you believe that that this isn't coming for you that you're not going to be part of the eugenics agenda you can manifest that because that's exactly what so-called reality is just a compilation of manifested beliefs
1: yeah Awesome, and it's funny um, that you mentioned that you know that it's just an illusion. You know, like uh, I always put that clip at the start of the podcast with from the movie Network when Howard Bill's up on stage and he's saying, you know, you know, turn off the TV, like you know, we are the illusion. You know, like we're in your face, yeah. talking to you every night, but we are just an illusion. You know, so he's trying to tell people to you know, stop believing the illusion. You know, just realize it's an illusion, so you can move past it and, and look for the truth and things. Uh, Andy. How you going, man? You are enjoying the episode? You've had fun. I do appreciate your inputs, of course, and thanks for uh, <laughs> all of that as well, mate. I yeah. always love your input on stuff. Yeah, I
3: love I love what Ethan just said. Then, like you know, everything is an illusion, and we do make our own reality. You know, so um, you know, so collectively, you know, if the if the Earth's population like um, started. Um, Having more positive beliefs in things, then uh, in an in a in an instant, it would all be, it would all just be so, you know. So um, I think I think the dark forces well well and truly know that, and that's why through using their media assets, they can yeah. they can uh, change people's perception and uh, change reality. So um, yeah,
1: manifestation so, through belief. You're absolutely right, mate. Yeah. Mm.
3: yes so um, yeah and definitely the dark forces in this world didn't know it know it completely
1: so uh, you you make a good point and I I actually remember hearing something about that Andy where um, fuck maybe Greg Carlwood's High Side Chats podcast I think he had a guest on talking about how they would get together in groups of eight and say for example someone had some sort of ailment even maybe they had like cancer or something they would that person would you know sit in the cir- in the middle of a circle of eight people, and those the the surrounding people would sit there and they would all focus together and have a and they would manifest a belief all together and they would all join and they would all feel and concentrate and focus on the same thing that this person would overcome it and get better and they'd all believe it and they would manner try and do their best to manifest that particular belief and they were they've been having or so much success doing understand. this sort of stuff, you know. And they're like, this Absolutely. this actually works. We've seen it work. We know it can work. And they've reversed people's ailments and all this sort of stuff purely, purely by belief. And they've manifested that Absolutely. reality through belief. So it's a very important thing. Like, and uh, yeah, if you believe it, <laughs> if you build it, they will come. You know, like if uh, to to quote a movie analogy. But um, yeah, manifestation through belief is extremely important. But like you said as well, like it can be used against us. We've just got to. How good would it be, like you said, for if the whole world believed positive things? You know, it would be amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Trying to get away. And from if you. they
2: don't, and and if they don't, it goes back to Andy's original point. The, the best thing that you can do, if we see that they don't do that at the moment, is do it for yourself in your individual life. Mm-hmm. Let go, let go, and manifest your own reality. Is there a boogeyman virus on the loose? If you just switch off your TV and go sit by a lake for the day and have a picnic. Not what you see in your perception, <laughs> mm. not what you feel. All you see is the sunset and the breeze. That's that's manifesting reality right there.
1: Mm. Well you can, said, choose to, you can choose to
2: live in the false narrative, the illusion, or what you see around you. I love it. The
3: love fake, it. the fake construct. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I love it too. It's good. Very good words.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks, boys. I, I love it so much. And I love going on these deep dives into a, a single particular topic. And for all the listeners out there, this was actually I intended this to be um, specifically for a, a Patreon only bonus content show. However, uh, I decided to, to go against that and to put this out for everyone. For all the listeners, I think the topic is just too important. And something that people need deep concentration, deep thought on to, uh, pardon me, to really grasp. Uh, the concept of this, this whole concept of belief and what it is to believe and all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm glad we did it. Uh, I wanted to put this out there for everyone. Uh, so thanks, boys, for going on the journey with me. Uh, I feel really good for doing this show. Um, I think we've covered a lot. And I think we've got a lot out of it too. I know I did it, you know, personally as well. I went on a journey myself just doing research. You know, it was wonderful. Thanks, guys. Mm. Pleasure, General. Awesome all right well let's um yeah, unless there's anything else you'd like to add, boys, I think we might um we might call it quits there Andy, are you good to go um, uh
3: just very very quickly if if you find yourself getting a little bit angry when someone is telling you about what they believe that's like opposite to yourself, it means that you it it means that you're hanging on to it you're hanging on to something that isn't even yours in the first place. So it's a sign that you need to let it go. It, that's if an anger feeling comes up, you know, as an emotion in you about like what somebody else is saying to you. So, so yeah, just remember that.
1: Mm. Yeah. The letting go technique. So I'll put that in the show notes uh, for folks as well. Andy sent me a link to, uh, to a book about that. If folks wanted to dive into that particular topic as well, letting go techniques, very important. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, uh, thanks again, mate, for coming on to the today's show. Anything else you wish to add for for the show at all?
2: Uh, no, general. Um, just to thank everyone for listening. Um, as always, check out the websites if you are interested. Um, you know, I've been exploring this uh, for a few years now on on the website behind uh, the uh, the membership side of the of the coin, from hyper reality to the war hoax to you know, history hoax to now on space. Uh, just really questioning. Uh, what we believe about reality. So, if you're interested, head over to tottnews.com, and we'll keep an eye on everything that's still happening in the world. As always, I'm sure we'll be back uh, to talk about more nonsense that people believe in general next episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, we will. We tend to do that, and uh, that's that's kind of what this the avenue for this podcast is is sort of about. Yeah, I do like to use it as an outlet to. Uh... <laughs> to, to highlight the idiocy happening in the world and go over particular news topics and things. Uh, I, won't, I won't lie, folks. I get a good feeling out of doing that. It makes me feel good to get it out. Uh, and yeah, for anyone listening too, um, I just wanted to wrap it up too. Thanks again, for, uh, boys, for coming on. But uh, I don't know if you guys are aware. I'll I'll send you some links as well if you can listen to them if you want to. But I think I mentioned it the other day. I've been putting them out there for my uh, Patreon-only content, guys. Uh, back in 2013, I you know I started a podcast called The General Knowledge Podcast and I only did like four episodes before I kind of moved on. Maybe something happened in my life. I'm not too sure why I continued it, but I've been dropping those uh, every couple of weeks for my Patreon-only people and it's really nice to, to, to listen to those back again from eight years ago and what the hell I was talking about way back then um, and the, the low production values that I had... <laughs> It's, i have a bit of a chuckle to myself you know like it's it's funny just listening to myself chatter on about what was happening back in the day uh but i love doing this now with you guys i love having guests on i love having you boys on uh we both we all 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 three of us bring something different to the table uh, and i wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart i think it's really wonderful that you guys spend the time to with me to uh to chat about stuff and to offer our perspectives on things uh it really it means a lot to me guys thank you so much um uh, yeah, thanks, I'll, mate. Now, Rose. Yeah, awesome. I'll, uh, I'll end Likewise. This. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, listeners. And uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, for the next show. I,
0: I believe I can touch the sky. Every night, and every cloudy day. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe I can soar. Catch me going through that open door. It's gone. Oh, still lingers on. I drink myself a new alone in Newbound City, send a love to New York City, and I don't know. i i